post seven, birth of the Prophet The Prophet was born on Monday, the 9th of Rabi'ah Awwal, corresponding to the 20th or 22nd of April in 571 CE, in the year of the elephant. There are numerous other opinions between Sirah historians regarding the exact date. His grandfather, Abdul Muttalib, named him Muhammad, which was an uncommon name. It means the one who is often praised. The first woman to feed the Prophet ﷺ after his mother was Thuwaybah. It is said that when the Prophet ﷺ's mother, Amina, became pregnant with him, she saw a dream that a light came out of her and illuminated the palaces of Sham, which is present-day Syria, Lebanon, Palestine, and Jordan. Another report suggests this dream was after the birth. It was a custom among the Arabs to send their newborns to live with wet nurses in the desert, far from the cities, to grow up in healthy surroundings and develop a strong body as well as to acquire pure speech and praiseworthy manners from the Bedouins. The Prophet ﷺ was entrusted to Halima al-Sadiyya from the tribe Bani Sa'ad ibn Baqar. Halima already had a few children herself. She later recounted that after she took custody of baby Muhammad ﷺ, their fortunes changed considerably for the better. Her mount was very slow while coming to Mecca to take custody of a baby, but it recovered speed on the return journey. Halima also related that her family prospered during the years he وسلم, was with them. Interestingly, all the wet nurses who came to take babies did not want to take baby Muhammad وسلم, because he was an orphan and therefore they were worried about being appropriately paid. Halima anha, was also reluctant initially, but later decided to take him to avoid returning empty-handed. When baby Muhammad وسلم, became two years old, Halima anha, took him back to his mother Amina and earnestly requested her to grant them extra time with him. She agreed and so Young Muhammad وسلم, stayed with Halima in the desert for another two to three years. So some lessons we can take from the post today. There exists a difference of opinion between the Sira historians regarding the exact date of birth of Prophet وسلم, But this particular detail does not have any impact on our lives since it is not a part of Islam and we are not ordered or encouraged by Allah nor his Prophet وسلم, to worship Allah with such information. Next is, the importance of a good upbringing is seen here, as the Arabs realized that the early years were crucial to the rest of the life. The Prophet وسلم, told us to order our children to pray from the age of seven, because at that age, they start to develop self-awareness and begin understanding the world and getting them accustomed to the prayer is very important for the rest of their lives. Next, we also notice the importance of that Arabs placed on pure 
eloquent speech and good manners, which Islam subsequently affirmed. The Arabs used to send away their babies for years in order to obtain these benefits. There are some reports of other miracles occurring when the Prophet ﷺ was born, such as 14 balconies of Kisra's palace collapsing and the Magian's sacred fire burning out. However, the scholars of Hadith have said that these reports are not authentic. It is important for a Muslim to know that we do not need such reports to prove his وسلم's, prophethood because there are abundant authentic miracles, including the Quran, his وسلم's, greatest and lasting miracle. Resorting to unneeded and weak or even fabricated narrations reflects negatively on Islam and Muslims. Furthermore, such narrations demonstrate the sincerity of the eminent scholars of Islam as they truthfully declared them to be weak, despite the fact that it would be awe-inspiring if they had been authentic. This proves that a genuine, honest scholar does not decide what is weak or authentic based on his whims and wishes, but rather based on an established, rigid and detailed science. May Allah help us to raise our children properly. Amin.